And we are back, ladies and gentlemen, for another episode of the Here We Go Brownies podcast. I'm your host, Allie Heisong. Joined with me from Kansas City is Dustin. Dustin, obviously not the outcome us Browns fans wanted, but a well-fought game from your Cleveland Browns. How are you feeling? I'm, I'm sure you're exhausted. You were there at the game today. Walk us through it. Well, Allie, it was a little surreal. Like I said, I was with some of the actual players' wives, and I said, boy, it's got a it's kind of interesting to watch it through a player's wife's perspective, watching her actual family out there on the field. And we'll get into that in a little bit with our guests coming up. But um, yeah, Allie, it was kind of surreal, to be honest. My first Browns playoff game of all time to set in that stadium. Um, first and foremost, our, our well wishes go out to Patrick Mahomes. Uh, he's, a true, he's a true uh, great player, classy guy. Um, I know Baker talked to him after, the, you know, like kind of talked to him about that in the interview they go way back to texas um but Allie, you know i gotta be honest i'm proud of the browns today um they fought all the way to the very end um and you know miles made a good point we just didn't make an extra couple plays they literally came down you know we didn't stop them on fourth down in a couple areas and that was the difference in the football game it just came down to a couple plays I think if I would have came to this game and the Browns got blown out, I'd be like, well, they got some work to do, some stuff to work on next year. But honestly, Allie, I think they left it all out on the field and they played really tough against the world champions today. They um, did. They shouldn't hang their head on that for sure. No, and it's just, you know, a totally an emotional roller coaster from us Browns fans, but I'm, I'm not disappointed in the team at all. It's been a well-fought battle to get to where we are. Um, Browns fans, there's a lot to be optimistic about, and I'm not about moral victories. That's not who I am. It's not my blood. I want to see it. I want to see the victory actually out there, but, um, you know, you're going up against the world champions, and, you know, credit to them. Got to give credit where it's due. Uh, they made a couple extra plays. We didn't. There were some controversial calls, but, Hey, you know what? I hate to say it. It is what it is. Um, lots to look forward to this off season. And of course, we've got plenty of content coming your way. Uh, but Dustin, before we get into it, uh, we want to give our, our uh, thanks and gratitude to our good friends at onlyincleave.com. Go check them out for all your apparel needs. Anything you need, go check them out, onlyincleave.com. Important one of their hats tonight, right there from Only Cleave. Yes, it's, they're the best. Um, and here in a couple of minutes, guys, we are going to be welcoming um, Pro Football Hall of Fame finalists, Cleveland Browns legend, uh, four-time Pro Bowler Clay Matthews to the program for an exclusive interview. So please stand by. We're going to have him on at 8 p.m. Eastern. We're really looking forward to that. Get his breakdown of the game and talk uh, talk Ring of Honor and Hall of Fame hopes for him. Yeah, you know, Allie, I was going to add the other thing about this team. Uh, they were hungry this year. They felt it. And I know after this, they're going to want it even more next year. This team is young. There's a nucleus. Um, I don't look at this team as one that was built for one and done, right? I kind of look at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers that way. You know, they bring in a Tom Brady and they surround him with everything to try to get to a Super Bowl. This team is young. They're hungry. Um, Miles is like, we'll be back. I know we'll be back. Like, you know, you can see that confidence. They can feel it. And you know what? Sometimes just getting the taste of it and then having to come back makes you want it even more, right? Like you got close. And now you want to make sure you take it over the finish line next time. But no, um, hats off to the Browns today. They played a hell of a football game and just, you know, it, it sucks to get knocked out of the playoffs, right? But hey, it hurts. We, it not only did we, good. I mean, and Allie, if you look back at our season at this point, not only did we make the playoffs, we won a playoff game and advanced to the second round. So there's a lot to be said for that. This team has done leaps and bounds above and performed even beyond what most people thought they could do this year. 
And I had friends come up to me and they go, I had Chiefs fans shaking my hand and go, you guys were tough out today and you could have easily won this football game. You can feel the nervousness in the stadium, Allie. Like you could feel the fans going, oh my gosh, this is could have, this is about to slip away from us, like literally. And you could feel the momentum going back for Cleveland, but you could just tell that this team, you know, give it all. But I don't know, like it just, it, it felt different, right? To be at a game, like, you know, like you said, there's no moral victories, but I can tell you um, for them to be down 19 to three, I think it was at halftime. And to come back and fight to be within five points in this game says a lot about the, the, the resilience of this football team. I'm, I'm going to use the word heart. A lot of heart and character for this football team. Now, look, taking a look at the 2019 season, Dustin, taking a look back, you know, I, I remember going up against the Tennessee Titans and them coming out and saying that team had no heart. I will tell you something about this team. They are resilient. They're young and hungry, but they have a lot of character and a lot of heart. They're yeah, they they're going to give it. All, they're going to give you their all, week in and week out. Yeah. And and it's a fun, energetic group to watch. And you just, you know, like I said, no moral victories. But taking a look at what what Kevin Stefanski, Andrew Barry were able to do this off season in terms rookie, of adding to the offense. Coach, rookie head coach. Rookie head coach. Yeah. By the way, we have we have an entire off season to add to a very depleted defense. Um, I, I hey, I have all the faith in the world that Andrew Barry, this front office, Kevin Stefanski will be able to add personnel to fit the scheme and, and have them coming in from a position of strength next year. Yeah, I think we'll be full bear next year. I mean, full bear. Like, there'll be a yeah, lot of new be. talent. Um, and let's be honest, there's some people that, you know, I was thinking about this. I, we got into this way early, like way early on. You know what I just, like, came to my mind, Allie? All the, even the Browns players that like the Curtis Weavers of the world and those that we've kind of put in the cupboard. Mm -hmm. And then all the guys that opted out because of COVID are back, right? That opted right. out because of COVID. Andrew, we, we didn't Andrew even, Billings. Yes. 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 All those guys that you, you don't even think about because they're just not on the field, but they're back next season and the depth will be there at offense and defense. So you're exactly right. And there's just a lot of hope going into this offseason. There's a lot of hope. You're really feeling good about who you are, Browns fans, and it starts and ends with, here it is, Dustin, alignment within the organization. You have a culture. Kevin Stefanski came in. He changed the culture. This is a winning culture, a winning football team. You add that. You add to your scheme. You got to feel good about where you're coming well, up from next year. So, Allie, Dustin. I was just going to say, think about this. We didn't think about this. You come back healthy next year, and you add OBJ and all the other pieces. Think about, think about Browns fans. We haven't had OBJ out there. What would have OBJ done – in a key moment in this game, broke it downfield. And, you know, I mean, we just don't know, right? We just don't know. But a full, healthy team back next year, you know, that could be something that could really bode well for the Browns next year. And I don't think Jimmy Haslam is going to be one of those on the cheap. I think he's going to be like, no, we've got a winner here, and I'm going to keep it a winner for the next three to five years. You can just tell that they're going to spend the money, and we're cap-friendly. We, we're in good shape. Oh, yeah. You're, you're sitting pretty. You're yeah. sitting pretty. You've got a lot of – out there that are not like – Pittsburgh Steelers, not cap friendly right now. Some of our other AFC North mm -hmm. you know, rivals, they're not cap friendly. They're going to have no. to make some tough choices in the offseason. But the Browns have been smart about the way they spend their money. And this is a young nucleus that we can have around for several years to come. It starts and ends with building a winning culture. We have that, Browns fans. <sighs> tough. It's tough. Dustin, real quick, before we have Clay Matthews on here in the next couple moments, walk us through your experience in Kansas City. What was it like to be there today? 
Well, you know, it was kind of cool. I got to say, you know, I've been hanging out with Porter's family. It's very cool. Uh, I tell you what, talk about a guy that put it out on the line today. <laughs> Boy, that, uh, I mean, Porter played the hell out today. Um, he even got a, a chop block called, you know, he, he got, yeah. you know, a guy tried to chop block him, yeah. which was huge in the game, a 15 yard penalty, which helped the Browns, you know, in that situation. But um, I, I, I'm just going to say this, the Chiefs fans are some of the most hospitable fans I've ever been around. And I've been to Denver. I've been to a lot of cities watching games, but for them to shake our hands, because you know what, before last year, they hadn't won a Super Bowl since the 60s. So they know what it's like. And you could just tell that they're like Bills and Browns fans. They have that kind of, you know, we know that it sucks and it takes a lot to get there and we can respect fans like you. But I got to tell you, the Midwestern hospitality, I, I'm just going to say it right now. The Chiefs fans have been nothing but pleasant and I haven't had one person make a mean comment today. And I tell you, I've been to some places where they're just not nice and they were completely hospitable here in Kansas City. Yeah. So guys, with that, um, we are going to go ahead and welcome Clay Matthews to our Zoom, uh, to our podcast room. I'm going to go ahead and admit him. So we'll give him a moment to join. Uh, but absolutely an honor to have member of Cleveland Browns Ring of Honor, four-time Pro Bowler, Browns legend, NFL linebacker, Clay Matthews to the podcast. Clay, how are you? A uh, little disappointed. <laughs> I'm with you. I hear but, you. Uh, and I say, Clay, if you want, you can do video because we're going live video if you want to make that video as well. Okay, so. let me see if I can make that video. There, there he is. Okay. <laughs> hey, Clay, first and foremost, Thank you for taking the time. Um, I know this was an emotional roller coaster of a football game. We're absolutely drained. We're heartbroken. But I've got to tell you, when I found out we were going to be able to have you on tonight, the first thing I did was I called my dad, I called my granddaddy, and I let him know. I said, hey, we're getting Clay Matthews on tonight. And they gave me a laundry list of questions to ask you. <laughs> but I'll get, I'll get you started on this one. What was it like to watch this team with a ton of heart, resiliency, as a Browns alum? Well, you know, I mentioned I was uh, a little down that they didn't win. Of course, we all are. But I'm so optimistic now with this team. When you look at, you know, once they got around that the fourth or fifth game, they just took off and they became, you know, what we say as a player, it's a compliment. A player who's an ultimate grinder is just somebody you can count on. They're going to show up. They're going to play hard when they're ahead. They're going to play hard when they're behind. They, you know, when things go really bad, they just hang in there. And that team now has become a grinding type of team. Okay. So they didn't get it done today, but you know, we've, we're looking at, I don't know how many years, you know, the NFL moves so quickly. I don't know if it's three years or four years or five years, but we're looking at a bright future where they're going to grind and be, competing and so i'm excited about that so as you know last year uh, clay you were able to be there with your family you know after playing 25 years and being in 2019 and to be put into the ring of honor in cleveland you know to be among the royalty of the auto grams the jim browns what was that moment like for you as you walked into that stadium with your entire family there 
um, to look around and know that your name was being put up on that wall for every Browns fans like myself, Allie, for the rest of our lives to walk in there and your family to walk in there and your grandkids and everybody for the rest of your life now when they walk in there. And I saw it today, right? Because I'm in Kansas City and went to the game today. Just came back oh. from, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm in Kansas City. <laughs> and and uh, let me tell you, I'm a little emotional still, but, uh, um, but to see, like, you know, I saw like Marty Schottenheimer on the wall today, you know, at, at, at Arrowhead. But to know when you walk in there now, every time, what does that, what does that mean to you and your family to know that you're part of that, part of that family that, you know, the Browns family forever now on the wall? It's, it's a little overwhelming. I got to admit it. I, and I've said this. Uh, this statement several times, and and I honestly mean it. I was a fan of the NFL before I became a participant in it as a player. I was one of those kids that grew up. My dad had played with the 49ers in the early 50s, and you know I was the type of kid who con uh, collected the little plastic helmets and and all that. So so I loved it. So you know when when in fact. One of the things I got when I, I first came to Cleveland in 1978, and they gave us a pass to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. One of the first things I did, uh, I made Leslie, my wife, go with me, was uh, we took my pass so I didn't have to pay. <laughs> and we, uh, we, went, we went down to Canton, and you know I was looking at all these players, and so I was a fan of the league and I was a fan of the Browns. And, uh, you know, so when all of a sudden they go, hey, we're going to put your name up there. It was a little overwhelming and uh, almost surreal. Yeah. Yes. Yes, it really was. And to go out there and, uh, you know, it was just, it was a real special night. And I, you know, I, I didn't need that, but that, that's a wonderful thing. I, you know, I, I've, I've got folks are, you know, they're, I've been nominated for the Hall of Fame and I'm trying to tell them, hey, I got a Hall of Fame of memories of 19 years in the NFL and 16 with, with the Browns. And, you know, I'm doing great. I'm excited about this. Uh, it's just, it's a wonderful thing. You know, and, and not only to be there with your family and have such a you know, you, you had your son, Clay Matthews was also there for the Rams. I mean, it was just, I got, I was, I had chills just watching it. Um, what was that experience like for you in the moment to have everybody around you, uh, your kids, uh, Clay was there. What was that like just to be in first energy stadium? What was that? What was that like for you? It, well, it was a great night. Even if I had just been there as, as a fan in the first row or the last row, it, you know, <laughs> going to a game and, and here's, I'm going to give you a for instance to let you know how special the Browns fans are. When they played Baltimore um, in that game this year, the, uh, you know, even though they lost, I think they had like 2,500 fans. And I, I've been watching the league this year. And every time the first thing you notice is there are no fans. Gosh, what a terrible game. And, with 2,500 or 5,000 fans, it was the first time I could feel the energy in a stadium. And the Browns did it with, and gosh, I don't remember if it was 2,500 or 5,000. And, you know, it really hit me at that point how special the folks are there. Not that we don't know that, but sometimes you need to be re reminded. And that was a, just a tremendous uh, 
experience to see that. Well, I was just going to say real quick, I, you would, you would be the fans today showed up in Kansas city. Um, there was a lot of Browns fans here and it was very interesting to see that to your point, they traveled cause they know how special this is and how long it's been mm-hmm. for the Browns. So with that journey, Clay, you know, as we look at this, um, you know, playing 25 years ago and now, you know, last year, you know, in the year before, you know, becoming that semi-finalist and now being the finalist, um, what has that journey been like for you, you know, as you kind of inch closer possibly to being a, you know, a finalist now and being inducted? What has that been like, that journey that you've been on so far? And uh, I know it's a little gut-wrenching, right, as you get to be a semifinalist and now a finalist, and now you're kind of at the door knocking in, let me in, you know, kind of thing. What's it, What's that journey been like for you? Well, my daughter had come to me and she, uh, she said, Dad, look, I, you know, and (laughs) we're a football family, so she might know a little bit about it, but she comes to me and she, she says, dad, I've seen what you've done. I'd like to work to get you in the pro football hall of fame. I think you have the credentials for it. And, you know, I'm not, my dad had, had, uh, I was very lucky. I had great parents, you know, and one of the things my dad told me was you don't need to go around bragging or talking about yourself if you're any good they'll already have figured it out and so when she said she wanted to you know kind of get me out there and I said I don't know you know and I said all right go ahead nothing will happen well she starts doing it and all of a sudden there starts to be a little she's getting some traction so I say to her Jennifer I said you know what I think you shouldn't do this. You know, you, 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 you shouldn't be out there talking about me and everything, mainly because she was starting to get some, some traction. And then she says, all right, let me think about it. The next day she comes and goes, you know, dad, I'm going to have to willingly disobey you. (laughs) (laughs) So she's been putting it out there and the, the Browns fans who are just, uh, you know, incredible are backing me and, you know, so there, I'm at least being talked about. And, and like I said, I, I love the league. I love the old players, you know, and for me to get mentioned in the same uh, category with some of these folks where I grew up, you know, like I said, I went down to the hall of fame and looked at all the bust and everything. It, uh, um, it's, it's just a wonderful thing. It's great. You know, Clay, I've got to tell you, I'm, I live in South Carolina now, um, but I was born and raised in Canton, Ohio. Um, I would pass the Hall of Fame on I-77 every single day. And, you know, as a kid, I would go there with my dad. And that's where I developed my love for the game early on. And we kind of built that relationship and having that, uh, you know, knowing that value for all of the Browns players and all of the NFL players that went before. It was such an experience that really kind of just grew my fandom for the game. Um, But, you know, you kind of take it for granted driving past it every day. I didn't understand the significance of being so close to something so special until I moved away to South Carolina. So my question to you is, I know you're not from, you know, Canton, Ohio, but what would it mean for you to be inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame? Oh, it would, I mean, that would just be incredibly special. You know, I was, I was hoping to have an incredibly special, and I think to a degree we got that with the Browns, you know, the way they've 
really <clears throat> showed up in the two games when they, I don't think they were expected to win each, you know, either of them <clears throat> and very well could have won both and won the first one. Um, you know, it would just be, it would be a little overwhelming, I think. Yeah. It, uh, I don't know. I think I was a lot better off running around tackling people and trying to do that than I was, you know, getting in front of people. Probably the worst, the worst thing, you know, when I was putting that ring at Ring of Honor was I had to get in front of seventy some thousand people and give a little speech. Mm. I think I was a lot safer when I wore the helmet and I was out there hitting folks. <laughs> Well, as, I, as I say, Clay, you're an awful humble person, but as I say, there's a lot of coaches around the league like Bill Cowher, the ones that coached, you know, against you and, and was around with you as a player. And, you know, they have the utmost honor for you. So I, as I say, you're, you're, you come from a humble place, uh, but they, you know, a lot of them say you would be nothing but a, you know, you should be there already. So I appreciate your humble, your humbleness. But I think, uh, like you said, you do your talking on the field. And if you're mm -hmm. talking on the field, you should be in. So I think that's probably a good way to say it. So it, you know, and, and like I say, I don't get me wrong. When I showed up to play, I wanted to win every time. If I was going against somebody, I wanted to win that personal battle and I wanted our team to win every time. And I'd get frustrated, you know, <laughs> when we didn't win and uh, I would get very frustrated if I didn't win. So it, uh, you know, I like to compete um but you know everything's good yeah well you know clay i was going to say just from a side note you know you talked about this team as a grinder type of football mm -hmm. in the browns and i think you admire that because if you think about it i watching as a, a small child you know it, growing up watching you you kind of you're a grinder i mean you literally were a grinder type of player and i think you appreciate that and you see that in other players and i think you notice that like you know, you show up if you're down 10 points or 15 points, or you're up 10, you put your same 110% uh, into the football game. And I think you can really appreciate seeing that grinder. And that's what I saw from you as a player personally, is that you grinded and you gave it your all. So when you did walk off the field, you didn't leave anything left behind. Well, it, I appreciate that. It, um, that's what it requires to win. It, you know, you, you've seen many teams where they, there, there can always be that magical night where you come out and everything's going well, a lot like it did in the first quarter against the Steelers. And, you know, you can ride that and win some games, but really over the course of 16 games and however many playoff games, if you're, if you want to be a champion, and I think that's how you got to think, you got to be in it for the long haul. And it, uh, there's going to be a lot of ups and downs. There are going to be times when it doesn't really look like you as a team have a chance to win and you hang in there. You may not have your best game that, uh, that night or that, that afternoon, but I'm just, I'm so pleased with how they've matured and all the players and, you know, all of that, uh, the decoration and the, the talking is gone and, and the players, you know, they show up and they play hard. And I know for, you know, whatever the future is, you know, and again, there are narrow windows in the NFL. I don't know, three to five years. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, we're in a good position to, to, to enjoy these Browns. 
You're absolutely right. You know, we, Dustin and I, before you jumped on, we were talking about the heart of this Cleveland Browns team. There's a lot of optimism. Now, I'm not looking for any moral victories. I'm not. Mm-hmm. Um, but what you're getting week in and week out with this football team is a lot of character, a lot of heart, and they're putting putting their all out there. So I want to talk quickly about that. that that's, that's what you encompass. You're kind of that. When we talk about the Cleveland Browns in 2020 and the 2021 season, kind of going into it, they're that hard work, hardworking blue collar type of football team. And that's kind of when I go back and I watch your highlights. Now I wasn't old enough to go back and, you know, watch you play live, but uh, you know, my, my dad, my granddaddy, they would all kind of talk to me about what it was like to watch you. They talked about all the great plays, all the great games, uh, you know, sealing the game against the bills with that interception on, uh, on Jim Kelly, what stands out to you in your career? What's one of your most, you know, favorite uh, plays or memories as a Cleveland Brown? You know, and this is the truth. It uh, it doesn't sound like it, but really, when you when you get you know when you think about your memories, uh, the special ones, you they're plays on the field, but they happen so fast. You don't really get to enjoy it. But you know, I I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you the as I went around Cleveland and I would interact with people, it you know, and this could have been at a gas station or a 7-Eleven or a place like that. I would run into fans who were knowledgeable and respectful. And I, I have all these memories of meeting these folks and having a little one to five minute conversation. And, you know, those were special. Mm-hmm. And also the, uh, with my teammates, you know, the, the people in the NFL come from so many different back backgrounds. Mm-hmm. And what was really special was we put our differences aside, you know, depending on where we came or so forth. And we would, uh, you know, we would all work together towards a common goal of, you know, doing the best we could winning a championship. And though, you know, I remember all those plays. I remember the tackles and the sacks and all that. And I hope folks remember them too. But, you know, for me, the ones that have stood the test of time have been the, the, the memories with fans and out of the way places. And then uh, uh, memories that I had with my teammates. So along those lines, Clay, I'm sure you made some phone calls halftime during the game with the Bernie Cozars of the world. You know, the ones that you were in that class with. Um, what's it been like sharing this moment with all those players watching the new Browns, you know, the, 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 these guys, and what's it been like sharing that and, and kind of re- reminiscing, right, a little bit of what, like, yeah, we know what that's like to be in the playoffs in that first round and then the second round. You know, what's that been like to sit there and call those guys up and have that conversation with them? Yeah, we actually had a group text. I think there were about eight to ten people on there. And the thing is, there <laughs> I thought there was going to be a lot more talking than there was, but I think everyone was really into the game. And, uh, you know, it, it, we were in it to the very end and then all of a sudden it ended and everybody was gone and, you know, it, it just, uh, it ended, but, uh, um, it, it, I, I, I think it's been about 25 years since I played my last NFL game, uh, 96. And, um, uh, I, you know, I was 40 my last year. So really once I got out, there was, I wasn't looking back wishing I could still play, Right. but, 
when the when the Browns started against the Steelers a week ago, it's the first time I thought, gosh, you know, I wouldn't mind being out there again. Uh, you know, I don't know my current shape, but if you could get me back when I was uh, 20 something, I'd like to be back out there. Yeah. Hey, I would have loved to see it. Um, I would have absolutely loved to see it. Uh, but Clay, we'll get you out of here on this one. Um, I know you're a busy man. We greatly, greatly appreciate your time coming on the Here We Go Brownies podcast. But, you know, I know you've seen it all. I've, you've seen it all as a Cleveland Brown, the good, the bad, the ugly. Now we talk about how today didn't go in the favor of the Cleveland Browns, but they showed a lot of resiliency, a lot of heart. What is your message to the Cleveland Browns team, to the Cleveland Browns fan base? Of course, we've got such an optimistic and hopeful future. What is your message to the team going forward? I, the thing I say is that we've got a solid team. And I hate to talk about the Steelers, but the Steelers have been a solid team. Yeah. You know, they every year they're in it. And, you know, as the Browns, we've, we've had our highs and lows. And now I, I see the Browns being a, a team like that. And they're um, the New England Patriots, a team where they show up, you know, and you know they're going to play hard and they're not going to win them all. And they're going to be some tough times. But at the end of the day, they'll have they'll compete and you know we'll we'll have an opportunity and that's really all you can ask for give me an opportunity to poll for you and let's see how close you know and let's go get one of those uh super bowls yeah wouldn't that be amazing let's go get one of those super bowls i, well, I love it well Clay, i was just gonna say you know we wish you the best of luck i know we're a couple weeks away uh from the announcement um I know the fans can go out there and kind of give their opinion as well. And I think I saw you're in first place right now among the, the fan base. I don't know if, uh, and I don't know if you like to win in everything. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, they're the greatest fans in the world. I mean, you played in front of them for, for, like you said, most of your career where you were, we're there for 0 and 16 or for 11 and five, we're still in the stands. So mm-hmm. um, we wish you the best of luck. Um, and wish you all your family and health. And, you know, Jennifer has been a great advocate for you. And, uh, you know, she was able to line this up and have you. So we just wish you the best of luck. And on that alley, I'll let you finish. Yeah, I was just going to say, you know what, I hope the next time that I make it back to my hometown of Canton, Ohio, I can go into the Pro Football Hall of Fame with my dad, my granddaddy, and go see you while you're in there. So we appreciate your time, Clay. Stay safe, stay healthy and go Browns. Thanks a lot. Go Browns. Go, go Browns. Brown. Take care. Have a good one. Thanks for joining. That is Clay Matthews, everybody. He is the best around. We are wishing him the absolute best. What a great um, in, you know, what the best. I mean, he, he's the best. Uh, we wish him, uh, sending our best wishes, everything to him. Uh, hopefully we can get him into the Hall of Fame. That would just be absolutely huge, Browns fans. He is so deserving, so deserving to get in. And so humble, Allie. So humble, so- such a great guy. Didn't even want his daughter to go on the on the tour of getting him in. Like, that was great. Like, I don't... I'm going to, I'm going to disobey you, dad. <laughs> I know she's the best and she's been great to work with. Um, hopefully we can get Jennifer on in the future. She's been yeah. a huge advocate for Clay Matthews, um, almost his PR person, if you will, making sure that he gets where he needs to be on his journey uh, towards the, the uh, pro football hall of fame. So Dustin, we're going to go ahead and wrap up. I know you've got a busy schedule, um, but give us your final thoughts uh, again, guys, we're trying to keep it optimistic here. And I appreciate all the optimism here in the comments not the outcome we wanted. Of course, it's not. The Browns didn't get the win today, um, but there's so much to be grateful for. You have guys like Clay Matthews, you know, Bernie Kosar, those guys, the alum that that our current roster, you know, is, is looking up 
to. They, they've paved the way for this Cleveland Browns team to be where they are now. We've seen it all, 1-15, 0-16, 11-5, what have you. But, guys, we've got such a bright future ahead. Yeah, Allie, Clay said it best. The windows in the NFL are short, but we have a young team. You know, I, I see a three to five year window with this team. You know, that's just how it is in the NFL. And then it's kind of a reset or reboot and you try to kind of go after it again. Um, but Allie, I mean, if, if you would have told me that this season that our rookie head coach would, I mean, I predicted 11 and five, but that we would be 11 and five and the last out in the AFC North in the playoffs on a Sunday afternoon. And the fact that a rookie head coach through a pandemic with multiple players being out and OBJ gone for half the season, Nick Chubb out for a month. I mean, if you would have thrown all that at me and said, Oh, and by the way, they're going to still make to the second round of the playoffs. I would have laughed at you. I would have and be, literally and been and have been within one possession. Yeah. I would have laughed at you and said, and within one possession of going to the AFC championship game, I would have laughed. I said, no, no, no. That's just too many brick walls that you just threw in front of me to, to run through. But Ali, you put it spot on. This team is mature. You look, you can see it in their interviews. They have heart. And I think they, they just tasted this. And I think they're going to want to have the whole bite in the next couple of years. And I think they're going to really go after this in the next couple of years. And to Andrew Barry, Jimmy Haslam, I think they're going to be all in on this team because they know how close this team is now. And you saw it on the field today with a lot of players that weren't even out there that could have been there. So. Yeah. And you're exactly right, Dustin. And guys, please, uh, I hate to say this because I'm, I'm so sad that our season is coming to an end or has come to an end, um, but we will be coming at you with a lot of off-season availability, our breakdown to the draft. Um, it's that time of year, Dustin. You know how all in we are on that. Um, off and Wednesday, we're going to break. Yeah, yeah we're good. We've got Don't forget to join us on Wednesday for our big yep. podcast where we break it all down. We'll get more in depth to this football game, uh, but we will do all of our free agent predictions, uh, draft predictions, so on and yep. so forth. So please stay tuned for a, just because the season's over, you're still going to have a weekly, here we go, Brownies. We have a long ways guys. We, we made got a long ways to go and we're going to get through it together. So, um, get some rest guys. I know it's been a long day. <laughs> Dustin, I know you've had a long day, but I know you've got some dinner plans with, yep. uh, some luminaries there in the Browns organization. So go, you go hang out with them. We'll go ahead and wrap up guys. Stay safe, stay, stay healthy, and stay positive. Browns fans stay positive. Stay positive. And let's get Clay Matthews into the Hall of Fame. Let's get him in. Let's get him in. All right, go Browns. Go Browns.